Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I'm on a journey to get better in all areas of life, from wellness and mental health to career and relationships and so much more. I know getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when you can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menunos. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Better Together. When you know better, you get better. That's what we do here every single day, and we're so excited to be doing it with you on this November 16th. We have a really amazing guest, our longtime friend, Patty Penn, the Reiki master and healer is here today. And we're going to be talking all about collapsing expectations, uh, unconditional love, setting the intention. I love this. Setting the intention for your holiday visit or your holiday experience, forgiveness, and what you're going to give on Thanksgiving, not gifts, but what are you going to give energy wise? This is one of my favorite conversations with Patty, I think. We level up every time. Uh, But first, our quote. A universal truth exists, even if you have forgotten it. You came here to enjoy this experience to the fullest and share your joy with the world. You know you're going to have to be brave, attuned to your own compass, and explore new maps for this great adventure. And that is from Patty Penn, Heel Squad. Kelsey, tell them how great this episode is. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. I love Patty. I feel like she she's just on a whole nother level. Yeah. Every time she talks, I'm like, what? And she's really good at like giving the other side of the coin. Yes. Where I think she's going to go somewhere. And then it's like, oh, nope, you're right. It's on us. It's not on them. She is truth bomb. She is truth bomb central. So this is so good. You guys, you're going to love this episode, especially like Maria said, going into the holidays, getting ready, preparing for everything that comes with it. So I loved it. And if you haven't heard Patty on the show before, she is, like I said, a globally renowned Reiki healer and master. She was featured in the documentary Heal that we always suggest everybody sees uh, amongst many other renowned healers. She is the founder of Pause and Joy. um, And she's just always amazing. So without further ado, let's get into our convo with Patty Penn. Patty. Yes. You know, I always love our conversations. We had one recently when we went to lunch that I was like, oh my God, we have to talk about this at some point. (laughs) And I just had Kelsey pull up those moments and those notes I was sending her when we were having lunch. And, and I think we'll get to that because I think that some of it does tie into what we're going to talk about today. So friends, we're talking about, um, the holidays 
and and how to survive and thrive the holidays with family and friends and kind of whatever situation you're kind of going through because we all have this white picket fence idyllic Instagram vision of what Thanksgiving is going to be like or eventually Christmas as well. Well, let's stick to Thanksgiving because that's next week. Um, and yeah. I'm like, oh my God, it's going to be amazing. I can't wait to go and we get on our planes <laughs> and we fly home and then psh, we step on a rake. And not everybody, but yeah. some people, right? <laughs> because I think sometimes when you just set things up so high, it's almost like, you know, you can't really meet that. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, and so I feel like there's also a lot, you know, going on in the world right now as well. And uh, there's a lot of intense energy. So I want to make sure that we yeah. give everybody as much guidance as they go into this holiday season as we can, um, you know, on how to deal with those highs and lows, the highs of expectations, the lows of what you meet. You know, you get home and maybe... You have had a lot of success this year, and nobody wants to talk about it. <gasps> Ooh, because yeah. that happens too, where they just totally ignore everything and just want to talk about the turkey and the stuffing. You're like, wait, like, really cool shit happened. Don't you want to know? <laughs> well, yeah, but then that's going to make your sister feel really bad about losing her job and being laid off. Yeah. So then how do you live, how do you live authentically in you and your happiness and be able to be happy for yourself, but then not have to diminish yourself because someone else is going through a tougher time? Well, I think it kind of comes back to, um, not everybody has to celebrate your wins around the turkey. Not everybody has to be your cheerleader and you have to be attached to mom and dad or cousins all celebrating your wins you can do that with your friends when you go out and have a celebrating dinner or you know a brunch or something but I I think that's what you were saying earlier you we set ourselves up mm -hmm. for oh you know my sister's just being laid off or my brother's going through this and they're not going to want to talk about my wins yeah and it sounds so kind of facetious <laughs> You know, it sounds a little, uh, is it about just the gathering of everybody or is it about just me going in? Yeah. Because I can what celebrate if, like, my what if, wins. What if you have like life news, like you're engaged or you're pregnant or you yeah. have something like that. And now you're kind of nervous to bring that into a space where people are, you know, grieving the loss of a job or something or maybe worse. Who knows? Exactly. You know, and that's the that's the singularity. I don't think you can make a sweeping rule of um, everybody has to kind of tell all their news around the, the things. I think we have to take a kind of emotional temperature when we arrive and read the room. Yeah. <laughs> and also know that, you know, do I want to share this great news with everybody and it just kind of land flat yeah and then feel oh wow or I can be unattached about it and just say my good news and not expect everybody to get out the 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 whistles <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah. like, oh my god that's amazing because that's just not the way families operate there's always jealousy there's always envy you know, I have people that always come to me for sessions before they leave. 
I'm sure. That's what we're doing with you now. You are the session, Patty. Help us before we go. (laughs) They're going in with some charged stuff. And the minute I know that I'm going to go into a situation with some charged stuff, I'm really going in there with a bomb. So you're the problem. Yeah. Whoa, Patty with the truth bombs. (laughs) Rather than being, you know what, what is it that I need to collapse what is it I need to uh, let go of what is it you know because a lot of people say oh you need to let that go but there is a process of letting something go and sometimes we're like a dog with a bone that we don't want to let it go and we have to look at that especially now where people are really kind of moving into the present you know like never before you know we had We've had books for years, Alan Watts, Ram Das, Eckhart Tolle, all these people that have told us about the power of now. And now people are really understanding what the power of now really is about. And it's not just my now, it's everybody at the tables now. Yeah. So give us an example of perhaps a client who's come to you before they've gone and how you identified that they were the ones bringing the bomb. I'm so curious what that looks like. You know, that can be like someone who feels, you know, they're part of the LGBTQ community and they're going to, you know, back home and it's not accepted and they just feel this tension that it's going to come up or... Questions are going to be asked. Do they have a partner? Are they seeing someone? You know, and some people are okay with it. Some people aren't okay with it. Um, and I've worked with people who have said, you know, this is who I am. And I have to accept that they don't agree and don't like it. And that's what I need to collapse. And it makes me sad, Patty. makes me sad that my own family don't really accept a part of me or they don't accept my part or I'm coming to Thanksgiving without my partner. So they have had to collapse this expectation that it's a conditional love rather than an unconditional love. Which happens a lot, I feel (laughs) like, right? Yeah. You know, I'm taking the LGBT uh, as an example, because I have a lot of people here in Los Angeles who have to go home and they love their family, but they also have to live with that uh, bittersweetness of being home, but also this thing that is um, not to be brought up. Yeah. And that can be in, in lots of different genres. You know, just like you were saying, it's the same as anything, like a celebration or you, you're having a baby, but your, your, your sister-in-law's just lost a baby. Yeah. So there's, there's all these things to uh, navigate and negotiate. But it's about me being able to um, go in there and feel like I don't need to diminish myself, but this is a a sad case of affairs that I have to come to terms with. Interesting. And I think sometimes what the feedback I get after the fact is when they go in there accepting that they are the way they are and the sadness is gone, the the trigger's gone, the charge is gone, they actually 
the other people shift and they ask about their partner or their this or that because it something's changed. Well, because you've surrendered your charges. Yeah. Like you said, you're surrendering the bomb because you're going in with all this energy yeah. and assumptions too. Because sometimes yes. there are some assumptions there. Um, yes. Are they going to like my partner? Or are they not? You know, maybe you're going home yeah. for the first time with a partner. And so um, it's it's building a story in our minds that then when we get home, we're almost manifesting it. Yes, yes. And also you're judging. You know, having an assumption is judging that people aren't going to like your partner or like what you're doing or who you're with. And it's it's taking a, a, an assumption into the scenario, which is really a judgment on people. You know, uh, I have people who, you know, they do their energy work and they have their practices and they're like, oh, I don't want to do that when I go home because they're going to roll their eyes and judge me. And I'm like, so what? Let them roll. Let, what's wrong with being the butt of the joke? If it's meaning that you stay in your practice. Yeah. Well, it's okay to be um, having that. Oh, well, they're, they're so West Coast. They're so Ellie. They went all Ellie or they went all this or they went all that. It's, it's really about staying true to you. You know, if you need to go and meditate in the morning, go meditate in the barn. Yeah. If you're on a farm, right, go meditate in your room uh, or go for a walk and find a place to meditate or do some reconnaissance before you even go home. Is there is there a, someone doing like a meetup group or meditation? Is, is it something that you could offer mm. when you go back home? You know, it's some things that I do when I go back home. I see the yoga studios. I see who the new yoga studios are or... You know, if I can do something there when I'm there, you know, and some of my family come along, some of them just drop me off and go for dinner and come back and pick me up, yeah. you know, oh, she's doing her thing. Yeah. I think it's when you're solid in who you are, you're not afraid. Yeah. Then they shift, right? Because they can't poke totally. a hole in you. So it's, yeah. it's really about knowing it's okay to be you and a different version of you than they know now. Because when you leave the, yeah. the flock and you leave the nest, you become your own individual self Yeah. or you're becoming yeah. your own individual self. And when you come home, yeah. they're like, whoa, 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 who's this? Because there's also... <laughs> you know, levels of shame that come in when they now feel difference, right? We're all supposed to be the same yeah. to feel like we fit in. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, it, abandoning the story and the fears are are really powerful because I know even for me, when I'm home, I'm telling my dad, I'm like, and then in my meditations, this happened and then it happened in real life. And then I manifested this. And, and I'm like, he must think I'm a fruit loop the way I talk. Right. And he's like, yeah, she's lost her mind. But then what was crazy yeah. or cool was I had a little, um, reunion at the house for him of his old employers and friends from yeah. his old job. He was so excited. And ironically, all of them were Greek. And, yeah. and so we're sitting in the backyard around the fireplace and we're chatting and I said something, I'm like, someone had something going on. I go, well, have you tried? I know this is so weird to say, cause I'm like, oh gosh, there's no way they're going to be open to this, <laughs> but meditation. 
and all of them start engaging in this meditation conversation that they've been meditating for 30 years. I go, what you? And my dad suddenly looked at me differently because his closest friends who he thought were old world Greeks that were definitely not a part of this kind of community. um, We're talking about meditation. We're all talking about these unbelievable experiences. And he's looking at us like, Oh, and so you never yeah. know how you're going to be surprised. Oh, what happened just recently with uh, uh, a woman I work with, we had, uh, she started to put her, her Reiki symbols on her diabetes medication because she wanted to see what would just happen. What are her Reiki uh, symbols? What does that mean? Her, her, uh, the symbols are kind of keys, you know, to um, really focus your intent. Like physical you know? keys? Uh, no, like um, they're like an alphabet symbols. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like a, a Japanese kanji that means something. Kind of like if you get the peace symbol. Okay. And you look at the peace symbol, and we think of, you know, the Beatles. We think of hippies. We think of the Grateful Dead. Yeah. <laughs> right, because we're in California. Whereas, if I think about it, I think of the tree people outside of Faz Lane. Uh, the nuclear base in Scotland, because that was the symbol that was on sheets. And it was a symbol that was made for nuclear disarmament. So it becomes a kind of deeper symbol. So there's symbols that are there for us to kind of think about, like there's one symbol that means the correct thought is the essence of being, which that's its translation. Got it. (laughs) But it's, its use in in Reiki is like the Buddha in me reaches out in the Buddha in you. It's that namaste, it's that I see you. So when we use those symbols, like we're, say, sending it to say Thanksgiving, we are seeing people, not the version of my auntie, the story that I have about her. I'm actually seeing Jane. I'm seeing the person. So she had put this symbol on and her her mother who and she's Indian and her mother, who is, uh, I think, in her 80s, said uh, she picked She said, oh, you know, she picked up her diabetes medication, which she had stopped taking because she didn't need it. And she said, oh, she's why are these symbols? And she knew exactly what they were on your bottle. She was like, how do you know what that is? She says, well, I studied it when your dad took a stroke. She says, and that's what I was doing all that time years ago through his stroke and on and to myself. She went, I learned it when I was at the temple. And it just blew her mind because she'd been secret, secretly studying with me. And there her mother was secretly doing it to her father through this period. And wow. no one's talking about it. Wow. We did, the, did like, the Reiki symbols help her heal her diabetes? Well, what it does is it makes you focus the energy into why the underlying issues of why she has diabetes. So it starts to change energetically, maybe what you're eating, what you're, um, because diabetes is many different things. I've worked with people with diabetes that it's their blood boiling, you know, when they're (laughs) upset or things happen at work and, you know, their, their, their numbers spike. So there's different elements that, you know, it will look at emotionally or physically that will then you won't really need them. Interesting. 
When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. (laughs) And that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, dot com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. So letting go of expectations and collapsing expectations, what is that yeah. process really like if you're working with somebody? If I'm working with someone... It depends if there's like a trauma there with that person. They should have been. They could have done. Mm -hmm. And the the reality is they didn't. And uh, they didn't show up for you. Or they didn't um, be the mother that you wanted them to be or the father or the whatever. And you have to reconcile that and I would usually do tapping with that about the anger and the resentment but if someone doesn't have that anger and resentment but they still have this kind of deep sadness of feeling disappointed and let down it's it's really because everyone's different everybody moves it's like levels of grief you have to some people 
are still in the anger phase of you weren't there, you left me. And sometimes even looking at where that person was in the 1970s, you know, looking at their, um, you know, they had two kids and left an abusive relationship and they were trying to make ends meet with three jobs and they couldn't give you the time and that was missed and still holding on to that. There's there's certain things that you can do in the unpacking process where you maybe look at them like a human, like you said, rather than like a human, yeah. you know, and that's sometimes looking at, you know, if you're 35 and you're single, but then you look at your mother and father and they were 35 and they had three kids and they had a mortgage and the kids were at school and they were holding down jobs and also, and you know, or they started a business. Um, so you have to kind of look at the environment and the times that they were in. You know, if you're, you know, some people, there was a great photograph just recently and it was a man, he was at center court and he was there and he must have rushed from work to get to the, ba- the basketball game for his son. And he was still in his mining gear, you know, and he was still covered in coal and he was sitting, you know, with his son, uh, the coal miner, and it really touched one of the men. I don't know if it was the the coach or the manager, and he, because his father was a coal miner, and he knew what it you know that long shift to then show up for your family, and he gave him. He said, "I want to VIP you at the next game." So those little things of the efforts, people did try. Some people didn't try. Some people had. You know, right now we have books that we can order on Amazon. Mm -hmm. Before there was no books, those kind of books you couldn't really get online. You had to um, go to a metaphysical place to get the powder now, (laughs) you know, those kind of books. You had to venture into the Bodhi tree, remember, in Los Angeles to get those kind of answers. Now... You can look online and you can search energy work. You can search spirituality. You can search all these things. You can watch better together. (laughs) You can watch better together, which, you know, I mean, everybody resonates with their own resource. Yeah. Right. And their own voice and their own um, inroad in. But sometimes people get very overwhelmed with all of the information. But I would Mm -hmm. just say to people to just start with one book. Or one, you know, a podcast that they can listen to on the on the plane going out there, doing a little bit of breath work, you know, setting an intention that you know what maybe this is going to be a Thanksgiving that's going to um, be really healing for the family, or I'm going to learn something about my family that I hadn't really anticipated. Or I'm going to see them in a way that uh, hasn't shown up before. I really like that setting the intention rather than the expectation. Yeah, it's but you, then that's it's a great also social open, post, girls. Then it's also opening up to awareness, right? You're making your awareness expand into where you're unaware, right? Everybody's so quick to be what they're aware of. 
and you and, and we can talk about what we're aware of all the time, but we don't sometimes want to acknowledge, and especially when you have a practice, we always have to look at our blind spots. They usually call it shadow work. Mm-hmm. I don't really like to call it shadow work. I think it sounds creepy and scary. <laughs> uh, I like to kind of just call it your blind spot because yeah. we all have them. I like blind spot better. Yeah, it's just a little bit. Um, it it, it kind of takes the the bite out of it as well. Oh, you know, if we all believe that we have blind spots and we're all willing to acknowledge our blind spots and not play this game of. Uh, busted yeah caught you out there's a big game of busted and caught you out happening which i think we're all um uh guilty of and i think it's it's something we all have to work at um you know it's like someone had said to me the other day they were with their friend who is going through a hard time and they went to the cinema and they kind of snuck off and they got a vodka because she knows her friend is going through a lot right now. And, uh, but she's like, when is it, when is it time for me to say something about her, her drinking? I says, don't you think she knows? Why would she sneak off? Yeah. Of course she knows. And some people are medicating right now. That's the expansion of awareness and compassion that some people are, you know, uh, uh, having to kind of take some take some stuff to get through, <laughs> take a gummy to get through Thanksgiving. They're taking whatever to get through. So sometimes you're actually with people who aren't even in their body. Yeah. That's a really great point. I have to remember it- that whenever I have an encounter with someone out, um, whether it's a celebrity or somebody, and they're not... Yeah nice let's say they're aloof they're they make you feel like you know not great and I always have to remind myself I don't know what state they're in in any way whether it's their pills they're on medication medicated exactly they're they're insecure whatever it is I've had to really train myself to say yes I don't know what state they're in and I have to just leave that there because instead of taking everything so personally and then trying to figure out what's wrong with me, which is what we do a lot and I used to do a lot. Now yeah. I'm just like, you know what? That's their issue. It's not mine. And I'm just exactly. going to keep on going on my merry way. Um, yeah. But I think what you were talking about with the busted thing, it's really fascinating because everyone is in a glass house. None of us are perfect. And you talk about blind spots. We all have them. And one of my favorite episodes I had with uh, Deepak Chopra, when he talked about polarity and he really explained to us that you can be both things. You can be mean and nice. You can be greedy and you can be generous. I understood myself so much better, right? When I understood the, the, the laws of polarity. And, and that really does, I think, seep into yeah. blind spots because everyone's so quick to take everybody else down. But when the guns turn on them, it's like you, you also yeah. are guilty of crimes. And, and I'm not yeah. talking about like real crimes, but some kind yeah. of the same crimes you're, atta- you're, and, and wouldn't you say 
that the triggers that you feel are usually your blind spots that you don't want exposed, but you're exposing them so you don't get exposed? Yes, but it's also, uh, you're, it's, it's sometimes from childhood, uh, especially around family, it's being um, the, keeping score. Keeping score that you are, I caught out my sister there in that lie. She's always been a liar. Well, it reinforces the story you want to believe too, because then exactly. that story makes you the victim, not the, yeah. you know. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, just not taking your scorecard with you on the holidays. Yeah. Maybe leave that at home. Well, that sounds like a much more peaceful holiday. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes people don't want a peaceful holiday. Some people go in armored up, ready for battle. You just have to decide whether you're going to wear that armor as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's it's like that. (laughs) It's like that Drake song. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. You know, it's when you really understand. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I like that. That's another great post. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. That's great. Right. It's uh, and and I think what coming out of COVID, that's where the dial has shifted. People have, who have been in a global pandemic and we're starting to realize our our finite time here. Mm-hmm. And how do I want to spend it? Do I want to spend it wagging my finger silently <laughs> uh, to everybody in the room? Or do I want to just... Um, See people and acknowledge that they are coping the best that they know how. It might not be your choice of how to do it, but it's theirs for right now. They may start asking you about meditation. They might start asking you about your practices. And that's something that you then decide to share. Mm -hmm. You know, because if we don't share it, we're hoarding and withholding. Or we're feeling some kind of shame. I find it really interesting how sometimes some of my students will go home and they will not mention it because of judgments and et cetera. And and I'm like, wow, that's you allowing people to shame your own practice. By not mentioning it. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you could offer them, you know, some Reiki. You could offer them some tapping. You could offer them... Their refusal is um, allowed. Them saying, no, I'll, I'll pass. Or, yeah, maybe later. Maybe later. Uh, and it's, out. you know, you've offered it. If they want it, they can try it. If they don't. You know, I had one, uh, one guy who uh, always went home to Canada for, for the holidays. And his sister was uh, dating this guy. And uh, he had uh, just studied up to his master's with me. And uh, he mentioned it at the dinner table and his father rolled his eyes. And this man's in his 40s. And he's like, like, not now, right now. We don't want to talk to you, you know, because there's a new person in the family. And this, the new person was like, oh, my God, you do Reiki? I love Reiki. Can you do it? Can you call, can we do it later after dinner? They couldn't finish their dinner quick enough. <laughs> but the two of them, 40-year-old men, ran into another room and he was reikiing him. And the family are sitting there being like, this is weird. 
<laughs> because they had found, you know, something in common. And he was like, this is my 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 sister's favorite boyfriend, you know. So there's these things that are fun when you just own what your practice is, but also not weaponize it as well. Right. When people weaponize having a practice that other people don't have a practice, just like you realized all those friends of your father already had a meditation practice. Right. Because that's also a walk that you have to uh, acknowledge that sometimes that um, spiritual superiority can come wafting in the room. So what does that mean, weaponizing your practice? Explain that. Well, when people are talking about, you know, their stresses and their what they're going through and you're like, well, I, do you meditate? And it's said in that way of like, do you meditate? It, of, of making the person feel that they're not doing something and they're not um, taking care of themselves in a way that you would do when all they wanted you to do was listen to what was going on and they weren't asking for unsolicited advice. Got it. Yeah. I always am like, have you ever tried meditation? I'm always like so trepidatious when I go in. I'm always like, you know, what's helped me is this. And, you know. But also sometimes people ask, like, what is it that you're doing? Yeah. Or, you know, I get a lot, you know, uh, from people in my family, well, this stuff really works that you do. So I think I should learn it, <laughs> you know, after like 10 years or 20 years. So it's um, letting people kind of ask you questions about it. What's the experience? What's how do you think it changed you? Uh, and really kind of delving into, because they might say to you, oh, I remember when you were like this. And now, you know, I see this change in you. And that's that's a great way to engage in dialogue to say, well, how do you think that it's changed me? What does that look like? Because I only know how I've evolved and I can't really kind of see the changes sometimes. Uh, I know that I'm less neurotic. I know that I can breathe a little deeper, but they might be very profound and say, oh, you are this, this, or this. Yeah, it's the way you present. Like, we never really know how we present. Yeah. And and those changes and how you present are really important feedback so that you can, you know, see. Because they have also seen many versions of you come home for the holidays. Yeah. Right. They've also seen maybe even some partners come home from the holidays. So they're also gauging what's changed in your life. Oh, you seem a little bit more chill or you are, you know, a little bit more present with with everyone, you know, and it's uh, and some people like to talk through other guises you know some people like to talk through their dogs you know asking people about their dogs asking people about their kids you know because it's never really a conversation about kids and dogs at first right it's always that way in with people to ask how they're doing you know uh what the job you know what their job's like and especially right now and just listen I think we uh, like to uh, 
talk a lot, but we 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 have to also practice our listening skills, and then um, be and it's a practice to show interest. It's something that you're not interested in. Yeah, just like they thing- might be not interested in your meditation practice, but they'll show interest. But they might meditate through a game of dominoes with their pal in the park. Yeah, that's their version. I know. That's their version. That's their version. I swear Kevin's version of meditation uh, is going to Target. I (laughs) I know guys that make 3D jigsaw puzzles. Yeah. In their dining room, you know? Or that's their way of just switching off the noise and being and being in there breathing is to do a jigsaw puzzle. Yeah. That's just for them. I also think that something that could be interesting to explore along with collapsing your expectations and setting an intention for your holiday um, is forgiveness. Because I know earlier this year when I was at the Dr. Joe Dispenza meditation, it came to me very quickly Mm. that I needed to forgive my brother. And it was the craziest moment because I had this moment I was going to go into my first healing. And I said, I don't think I can be healed unless I forgive. So, all right, here goes. And I texted him and I didn't look at the date. And I looked and I go, oh, my gosh, it's his birthday. How ironic. So. I sent him a happy birthday (laughs) instead of, you know, hello or whatever. And it started a a completely new journey where he has been very different. And it has allowed a lot of peace in my life because I don't have to go home with all this anxiety and stress and these huge cement walls around me to protect myself. And you know, they do say forgiveness is really for you. And I can say from experience, it really is. Now I've forgiven them many times, but this time feels a lot different. <laughs> yeah. um, but I feel like if you have things you're carrying and you want to start anew and you want to have a better experience when you are home, because inevitably you're going to bump into this person, inevitably they're going to be there. It might be something to consider to forgive them maybe not even have to say the words like I didn't say the words I just said happy birthday and something was released and also as I started meditating I was shifting which then shifted him and I also have come to terms with I can't have any expectations of him so it goes back to where we started today where you said yeah he could have he should have all of those things I've released and also I released the now well he he could help with setting the table or he should be the one that runs the errand at Thanksgiving when I'm cooking or I'm releasing all of that because I know he's not capable of meeting my expectations and I don't want to have any drama or anything. So I just have released all of them and it's made such a better experience. Yeah. Because he's not that guy. You're that person. Yeah. And not everyone's supposed to be you. Yeah, I think when we stop trying to make, you know, it's like some people are warm and fuzzy and they're dogs and some people are cats Mm -hmm. (laughs) and stop trying to make it into a dog, you know, stop trying to make that person into a different kind of personality. 
accepting who they are, like the, you know, the lie on the on the lazy boy or the lounger, you know, all day, and that's who they are. Or they sleep until 12 and then they roll out and sit at the table. That's what they do every year. And why are you huffing and puffing about it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I think forgiveness is also forgiving yourself that you are uh, wanting to, to be a different brother than he actually is. And that's then acceptance yeah. of the person, of who they are and seeing him for, you know, also looking the other aspects of forgiveness are that can sometimes ease you into forgiveness because forgiveness is a very big topic. And it's a very, there's sometimes, as you said, you've forgiven them before, but this time felt different, right? So there's different degrees of forgiveness to really kind of get into real true forgiveness. And I think with with uh, forgiveness, it's, it's, he, he can be who he is, but he also did things to me that made me leave and made me the person that I am, that made me the fighter that I am. If he wasn't such a brute, <laughs> I maybe wouldn't have been the great fighter that I was. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have had the determination if he hadn't been the way he was. It actually made me a very, I ran in the opposite direction. Or I knew that I had to get out. Or I knew that I needed um, some other people in my life that I wasn't going to get from my family. And I manifested them as you said right mm-hmm. and you and you were also manifesting when you were younger even yeah. though you had the scenario of you you had kevin come into your life and maybe if you hadn't had that dynamic with him you wouldn't have been looking and creating and imagining someone like kevin Yeah. Well, that was a profound session that we had. I'll never forget. It was when my mom was passing and we were here in LA and you said, if he hadn't been the way he was, do you think you would have activated as quickly as you did? Yeah. And I activated very young and I was very focused on what I wanted, where I was going. And that activation led me to be the youngest person on Entertainment Tonight and hosting my yes. own show on MTV at 22 and doing all the things that I did. Um, and so that was a pivotal moment because I was able to recognize, oh, okay. And that was the start of, you know, not the start of, but I had already started implementing the life is happening for you, not to you. So if you can take yeah. the, the, the bad stuff and make it lemonade, if you can see that some of these things were set in your path so you could become who you are, whatever that is. Yes. Uh, yeah, that they are the catalyst of, of your activation or you choosing to go into a certain field of study. Maybe you go into psychology because you want to understand the dynamic of, of your family's mm-hmm. dysfunction, or you go into uh, meditation 
because you want to you've came from chaos mm-hmm. so there there's certain things that that eases you into forgiveness because you have seen it's not sometimes just the things that happen to us of course there's the things that happen to us but it's what you do with the things that happen to you because there and then what you do again with the, the things that the opportunities that come from that and then the other opportunities and then or even people who along the way have thrown stones and arrows and diminished you and been jealous of you and how that has also made you grow mhm i think uh uh kelsey had asked me yesterday about uh she had mentioned about you know taking this energy in to protect yourself you know what can we do to protect ourselves and i think sometimes there's a there's a double edged sword with protection and the prote- because when we when we go in to protect ourselves from these characters we are actually sometimes giving them more power than they have than that or the had when you were younger well i need to protect myself and then i become kind of neurotic about it and then i become anxious about it what are they going to do what are they going to do and sometimes the protection is your own setting your own intention being connected to yourself in whatever way that is maybe it's you doing your breath work in the morning maybe it's you getting up and doing your meditation maybe it's going for a walk maybe it's like if the 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 you you have dogs seen to the pal I'm going to take the dogs out um walking with each of them individually so there's 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 many different things that you can do and we're talking to all the different scenarios that are coming up um because everybody has different experiences and different family dynamics now if someone is abusive or you're walking into a situation where there has been history of abuse how do i protect myself by being um really connected to myself and leaving the room if something starts with someone or you know excusing yourself or um making the decision to say no not today we're not doing this we're here for everybody yeah and 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 or or even getting the person at the beginning and saying you know let's play nice let's be nice i like that let's have a nice time Well, we're going to have a much nicer Thanksgiving now, thanks to you, Patty. <laughs> um, unfortunately, we have so. to we have to go. But um, that was a really, really full episode of incredible advice. If you guys want to know more about Patty, you can go to her website, pauseandjoy.com. It'll be in the summary of this episode. Um, and uh, she also offers incredible classes and so much more there that you should check out. I love your newsletters, by the way. Um, so you guys get, you know, you can sign up and get our newsletter where she's telling you where the world is at. Um, Patty, we love you. Thank you so much. Love you all. Have a fun time. We're all making an intention right now. It's going to be an amazing 
Thanksgiving. It might not be amazing for the rest of the others, but it'll be amazing for you. Yes, I love that. I appreciate that. So let everybody have their own experience. As a first-time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps a bag stashed in the nursery. you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. (laughs) Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, They keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. All right, friends, that's it for today. Thank you for being with us. Don't forget to leave a review below. Just click on the Apple podcast uh, link and uh, let us know how we're doing and how you're feeling. And don't forget to share the show with friends. Everyone needs to hear so much of the advice that we get from these incredible guests. Um, In the meantime, be nice people, make good choices and be present. This podcast and all related content published or distributed by or on behalf of Maria Menounos or mariamenounos.com is for informational purposes only and may include information that is general in nature and that is not specific to you. Any information or opinions expressed or contained herein are not intended to serve as or replace medical advice nor to diagnose, prescribe, or treat any disease, condition, illness, or injury, and you should consult the healthcare professional of your choice regarding all matters concerning your health, including before beginning any exercise, weight loss, or healthcare program. If you have or suspect you may have a healthcare emergency, please contact a qualified healthcare professional for treatment. Any information or opinions provided by a guest expert or host featured within website or on company's podcast are their own, not those of Maria Menounos or the company. Accordingly, Maria Menounos and the company cannot be responsible for any results or consequences or actions you may take based on information or opinions. Hey, Heal Squad, we have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends, and if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you, and Finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heal squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much and we love doing this thing called life with you.